Hello and welcome to the Real Heroes of E-Commerce. I'm your host, Jason, and this is the next episode in our holiday series, Jingle All the Way. On today's show, we are talking with Jacob Shipley about social media and how to make it work for our businesses. Social is not always easy, and so I hope you find this one helpful in how you approach it. Also, there's a write-up about social media on our Substack that you won't want to miss. You can find it at heroesofecommerce.substack.com. And be sure to subscribe and check out the on conference while you're there if you're an e-commerce owner or operator. Okay, let's get to it. All right, Jacob, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, man. Happy to be here. So just to get started, uh, give us a little bit of background about yourself. Yeah, um, so I went to the University of Missouri, grew up in Kansas City, went to school at Mizzou and studied journalism. And then right out of school, started study or started working in video production. So content creation was kind of where I um, started and came up and then transitioned into social media uh, with the Uversion Bible app, which is an app that's been downloaded about 500 million times. Um, and so ran their social media strategy uh, for a few years and uh, they're owned by a local church in Edmond, Oklahoma. And so worked there, loved it. Uh, that was about two and a half years. Um, and then started having kids, wanted my kids to grow up next to their grandparents. So we started kind of looking uh, elsewhere looking around uh, where they're going to retire to. And so ended up in Northwest Arkansas, where I work for Tyson Foods, running the social media for the B2B or food service division. Been doing that for about a year and then always have my hands in a couple you know, side projects running uh, consulting for social media for, you know, uh, whether it be faith-based nonprofits or now like kind of stepping into the food and bev space, um, helping out with social media strategy and big picture ideation there. Okay. Well, yeah, let's start there with the big picture ideation. So social media has been around for 20 some odd years, um, but not everyone is getting it right, even after so sure. long. So kind of give us your overview of of how you see things. Yeah, for sure. I think one thing that's easy for people to fall into is viewing the algorithm as this like evil, maniacal thing that wants to prevent your content from succeeding that wants to throttle your reach and keep people from seeing your content but really the algorithm is just a tool that wants to get good content in front of as many people as possible um so the algorithm i have a friend dave adamson that says uh, the algorithm is always an issue but it's never an excuse and so Mm -hmm. as the platform and the algorithms and these channels continue to change and evolve it's um, it's it's adapting and figuring out how does the algorithm want to receive content and like your core as a brand like our creator your core ethos is not going to change but how you package that how you format that how you tell that story that's ever evolving as the algorithm wants to receive that content differently so right now short form video is obviously um, you know huge a, a best a, an incredible way to get uh, best bang for your buck, if you will, of like return on time invested for reach follower growth. Um, so we're just thinking about how you package that content. Also like meta is now wanting everything to be original. They're very adamant that we want content to be net new original content that hasn't been posted or shared before. So figuring out ways of how can you, if you have a bank or a library of content, how can you, uh, tweak, uh, repurpose, reuse content, 
um, that's viewed as net new content. And so just things like that of um, you as a brand, you're, you're, who you are is not going to change. Your content's not going to change, but how you package, how you format, uh, you always want to be giving the content to the platforms in the way they want to receive it. Okay. So short form video is where it's at now, um, which is relatively it's not that new, I guess, probably the last few years. Right. Um, so when you're creating content, though, um, how do you go about that sort of path? Yeah, I think there are a couple of things, but you're wanting to grab attention first and foremost. Your content can be the best content for your audience. It can be the perfect content for your audience. But if people don't stop scrolling to consume that content, um, it's a moot point, right? Like there's, 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 it's not converting. And so there's whether it be video or if it's like a LinkedIn post, like your first line, you know, on the text, uh, if it's a Twitter thread, like that first tweet, it's all about how can you capture attention um, and get people to tune into the rest of what, and obviously the rest of your content has to be phenomenal, but mm -hmm. you really want to put 80% of your effort into the first 20% of the content, right? Of like, how can you, um, grab people's attention and then deliver that content. So short form video, it's all about the first two, three seconds. How can you, you got to hook them, right? And then can you keep them around for the rest of the time? And also think about the, the different buckets of content. You've got really, no matter what your strategy is, you've really got two primary avenues. You've got build an audience and then you've got convert an audience. You want to build an audience. You want to get people following you, get people invested in what you're talking about. But then at the end of the day, like just having a lot of followers doesn't really get you anything. You need to whether convert them to an email list or convert them to a website, convert them to a sale, whatever that is. So those, those two strategies are very different of when you look at building audience, but then you look at converting audience. How do I get people? And obviously these platforms, Facebook does not want users to leave Facebook. You know, they want to keep people on the platform because that's how they make money. So finding creative and clever ways to get people from social um to an owned platform where you have, uh, you're not at the mercy of these algorithms. Um, so that's kind of the way I'm thinking about it. That's where my head goes. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about those two different strategies. One is building, one is converting. Um, so what sort of strategies do you use to build an audience first? Yeah, that goes back to how does the algorithm want to receive content? And it's really right now, it's short form video. And like on LinkedIn, it's and Twitter, it might be a little bit different where it's more, um, how can you be clever with your words to capture attention and just add insane amounts of value? I think that's where it, people do business or people follow with creators and brands that they like, know, and trust. And so how can you um, get people to like, know, and trust you? You can entertain, educate, or inspire them. You mm -hmm. know, it really boils down to those three buckets. Um, and entertain, I think humor is a, I think almost every brand has a place, humor has a place in their strategy. How can you connect with the heart of somebody by something that's relatable or um, that just makes them smile, that gives them a break in their day? Um, so that's what I'm thinking about when I think of like build audience of like, how can I be relatable? How can I add just add value, add value, add value? So that when you do make an ask, it goes back to Gary Vee's jab, jab, right hook of like, add value, add value, add value, and then we make an ask, you know? And so when you make an ask, um, I think it's a, it's a fine line because a lot of brands aren't very confident when they make an ask, but a lot of brands are just overconfident when making an ask, assuming that, of course, they want to buy from me. So it's finding that line of how can you ask people to do something? Maybe it's in stories of swipe up to read an article. 
and on the article, you have a light box that pipes, pops up that says, um, you know, subscribe to our, our newsletter for 10% off, or, you know, we're getting the UI UX stuff. It's a little bit outside my pay grade, but um, giving a good user experience to get people to what are you giving them to get them to give you information or get them to give you a click? Cause it doesn't ask they're scrolling through Instagram reels, right? They're scrolling. And at the end of your video, there's a CTA to click the link in your bio for X, X, Y, Z, whatever that is. So you got to think, what is the insane amount of value you're giving them? What, what incentivizes them to leave what they're doing, go to exit that platform and do, enter their email, enter their phone number, um, check out more products, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you always want to front load with value, with build audience content that just giving away knowledge, giving away humor, giving away uh, value so that when you make an ask, they're so much more likely to uh, click that button or click that link because you've built that connection. Okay. So it's all about adding value in the beginning front loading that and so when you do make an ask it's not so hard to so it's not an ad i guess it's yeah more of a, yeah absolutely it, it feels natural and then also i mean like what, what's that value exchange of like what are if you just say click here to buy my product they might not click on that but click here to read about some relevant topic in the industry click here you know just like what are can you take them in small steps so you're not asking you know you meet a girl a pretty girl at the pretty girl at the bar you're not going to ask her to marry you right away, right? You're, you know, you're taking small steps, mm-hmm. like get them to click on a link and read an article. And then maybe there you ask them for an email address and then you nurture them in an email campaign. Um, so it's, it, it's a game of small steps, right? Right. Awesome. So tell us about a few of the, the campaigns you've worked on. Yeah. Um, I think, one, one, I mean, kind of like fun story that I, I love telling is when I was at the Uversion Bible app, you think that's a brand that has a little bit of equity because you're really like your, um, your, your platform is almost, you know, like you are relevant to anybody that has any interest in faith or anybody that has any interest in uh, being encouraged daily with content that hopefully, again, inspires them, leans very heavy into that inspire pillar of content. Right. And so when I started there, we were posting one time per day and we were sharing these very well-designed images um, that told some you know, biblical truth or they told, uh, gave a piece of encouragement. Um, and what we really started to do is like, I don't think m- most brands vastly underpost. I think it's, it's possible to overpost, but it's very hard to do. I think if you're adding value and your content is good, there's no reason you can't double your posting frequency or triple your posting frequency. Cause if you think like you version example, they're just encouraging and inspiring and helping people like who doesn't want that three, four, five times a day. All right. Like they're not going to be mad. They get more encouragement. They're not going to think, Oh man, this brand's encouraging me way too much. Right. They're going to be glad to receive that content if it's helpful for their lives. So we slowly inched up posting frequency and then the images um, we ended up just shifting that strategy to um much more simple designed images. When you look, when you're scrolling through, you don't want to look like an ad. People scroll past ads. You want to look like something different. And so what we would do is a lot of like just white background with black text or black Mm -hmm. background with white text, very high contrast image, big, bold font um, that was very easy to read. It stopped the scroll, you know, whereas did the arm test where you'd hold your phone out of arm's length. And if you can't read it at a glance, like people are going to keep scrolling. So like, how can we simplify our design to make it incredibly easy for people to engage with and consume? 
So we changed the design a lot. Um, this is, you know, worked with some incredible designers and some incredible like social media minds that really helped us figure out what was the best um, design there. But then we slowly increased our posting frequency up to eight times per day. So we were <laughs> posting. Uh, it, it sounds crazy, but our our overall reach, our overall followers, obviously increased a lot. But if you look at actual our average engagements per post, so the engagement rate per post that continued to climb with each consecutive post. You would think people are going to like, the more you post, the less people will engage with each specific post. But we found the opposite, that each individual post ended up performing better because we were posting overall more. Um, and so I was that probably most brands probably aren't going to go up to eight times a day, but <laughs> maybe two, three, four times. Like, I don't know what the, I think I would say the when people say, what's the right post? posting frequency i would say double what you're doing now and see how it goes you know that's typically kind of where you can start right so is it just that compound compounding the exposure so if you're not really i guess it goes back to that um that theory in in advertising that people don't actually take an action until they've seen an ad like 6.8 times or whatever it was that Nielsen came out with a few years ago. Um, is that sort of the, what's happening there with the increased engagement over? I think so. Post? And I think like, when you think about it, just like, like logically, like if I post one time, my potential reach is one X, but if I post two times, my potential reach, there's some overlap. So it's not two X, but maybe 1.5 X because it has a potential to reach a different, broader audience. So each, each consecutive post you add, and again, this is all predicated on the fact that the content is good, adds value, right? Like if, like right. if you're posting bad content, you're going to see your, your engagement tank. Like people are going to get fed up. People are going to stop following you because you're posting more and more and more bad content. But if the content's good. It encourages, educates, or inspires somebody. Then like, it just gives more opportunity for more people to see more people to share and like encouraging, inspiring content or funny, relatable, humorous content. People want to share that. If it's relatable, people want to share that with their friends, with their followers and just continues to broaden your audience. Um, So again, like not every brand needs to go to that extreme, but I think it's a useful case study to say um, a lot of people tend to think and a lot of like, you'll see a lot of social media like publications talk about this is the ideal posting frequency. Like, well, I, yeah. I think those tend to err on the side of a little too less. Um, I think if you really try it with really good content, um, you'll be really, you know, pleased with the results. A lot of people struggle with thinking of what to make for the content as much as the actual time to create it. Sure. So how do you go about ideating what content to make? Yeah, I, I mean, it's knowing your audience. And so I think what, a really great tool for knowing your audience is uh, this tool called SparkToro, S-P-A-R-K-T-O-R-O. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really fun with like, a, it's a very innovative tool that you plug in a piece of your audience. So let's say for me, I want to talk to social media managers. So I can put in this tool, my audience frequently visits the site, social media today, or my audience says in their bio, social media manager. And so you give them like a little snippet about who your audience is and they spit back this wealth of information on um, what other words are in their bio, what phrases are they using in their posts, what is their demographic information, what social media accounts are they following and what podcasts do they listen to. There's really a ton of stuff. 
And then you can go through and look at like, okay, they're all following um, these social media accounts. Then you can look at those social media accounts and say like, what are they doing? What formats are they using? What topics are they talking about? And you can go back to like those text insights and say like, what phrases are they using? Are they continually talking about organic reach? Are they continually talking about, uh, you know, Facebook ad spend optimization? And you can get content ideas um, from there and see like, you know, and just test and iterate. I think you can start pretty broadly, talk about a few different things and see if there are, is there like certain topics that they're really resonating with? Where does their interest and your expertise, where does that intersect? And then dive in there. I think too, you can build up a content library. This, this strategy was more effective a couple of years ago, uh, mm-hmm. but you can build up a content library. And when something performs well, throw it back in the rotation 90 days later. If you're growing at a healthy clip, none of your new followers have seen it. Most of your old followers haven't seen it. And the people that have seen it, if it's encouraging, inspiring, or entertaining, like they don't care that they're seeing it again. So you can reuse your top performing posts. Now with Meta really emphasizing net new original content, you probably need to make some tweaks. Maybe how can you change that image? You know, what, what can you do differently um, to do that? But I think like don't sleep on old content. Like how can you repurpose and reuse what you know works um, and then get some additional efficiency out of that piece of content? Yeah, I think that's really good advice. I think a lot of the times we think, we assume that people seeing this content remember it. Um, yeah, and they probably don't as much as we as we hope. So right, sharing absolutely. it out a few times, you know, can can get some can get a better, I, uh, a better effect. I, there's a creator on LinkedIn named Justin Welsh who is uh, he talks about like solopreneurship and talks about how he's grown on LinkedIn LinkedIn followers. Um, but I, I I really love his content. So I went through one night and I read every single post he's ever posted in the past like four years just to see like I wanted to soak up everything he's put out and it's interesting because I did all in one setting I could see about every three months like hey I've seen that post before three months like I've seen that post before and he's reusing he's changing it up a little bit he's like adding adding relevant things changing the copy trying to optimize the headline um but you're if that content's good if it's a valuable information like people really don't care you know and so it was kind of an interesting case study to see our creators growing massively and each time we did it he got a few more likes he got like a little bit more engagement because his follower growth was continuing to grow very cool have you ever started um some sort of campaign or initiative that you thought was going to go really great but then bombed yeah um for sure i'm trying to think of like a let's see what's a good example of that that i've done recently um yeah you know like well sometimes things are interesting of like you build an audience and you think you know that audience, but then you start testing out new things that you think your audience is going to love. And it's like, my audience doesn't care for this. <laughs> um, I've, I've, I've grown some accounts that are like geo-specific. This is just kind of a passion project of mine. I like areas that I've lived in or areas that I love. I'll start an account about just about those cities. And then I'll, you know, have some original content. I'll aggregate some content, feature other creators and curate content and just, this platform and so i've been doing that with an account and the single images post they do so well they get a lot of likes they get a lot of engagement and then we i know for a fact that on average carousels perform better than single images and that reels perform even better than that but like mm-hmm. across the board short form video and carousels are like carousels aren't as new anymore but at the time they were getting phenomenal engagement 
but then like I would post them and they like my audience, that's not how they wanted to consume content. They wanted to just see um, an image they liked, double click and keep scrolling. They didn't want to watch a video. And so it's just kind of interesting to see like, just because something works as an overall trend doesn't mean that's going to work for your audience. Like each audience is so specific. And so times where I like generalize my audience tend to be where I miss the mark. And I'm not thinking about, I'm thinking about general Instagram population, not what is my 10, 15, what do you, how many followers I have? What are they thinking about? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, just like, yeah. What is my audience thinking about? Not what is general Instagram population thinking about, but really nailing down how can I talk to my audience as if you're talking to one person how do they want to receive content very cool so we have a little bit less than two months away from Black Friday and so a lot of social media managers are trying to figure out how they can you know get the most you know the biggest bang for their buck yeah I mean up to the holidays so how would you advise people prepare for that for sure I think um Think through your strategy for, obviously, you still got two months to build audience, right? That's like, you can't convert an audience that you don't have. So how can you grow your audience? How can you add insane amounts of value um, in the short term so that when you want to convert them, you have a larger audience to talk to? And then I think like when you're just looking at uh, practically like, I go back to like Donald Miller, you know, uh, like story brand framework of like, you're not the hero of the story. Your consumer is the hero of their story. So how can you talk to them um, where it's very them, you know, your audience centric messaging. Um, and then as far as like practically, you know, you want to be communicating a lot of places. Can you, um, if you're on YouTube, you know, like what are, what is, what are the YouTube features that allow you to convert content? You know, can you uh, specifically call out a link and then in stories, can you um, like, how can you, stories to drive content, but then also a post to drive content. If paid is part of your strategy, think through um, who is my audience? How can I target them specifically? And you can get really granular with, you know, retargeting ads and, you know, lead gem ads that you can kind of come back with. So I think there are a lot of tactics, but just think through how can I build my audience? And then what is the most effective and efficient way that I can convert my audience in the most number of places? Um, and it goes back to like the posting frequency thing. Like, don't feel like you're going to over-communicate it. If you're going to make a really hard push, for a short period of time, really make a hard push for that short period of time. Um, so then you can go back to adding more value, you know, for the next season of what that looks like. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think a lot of people have that similar thought when they think about email. How many should I do? Right. Is it too much? Am I going to annoy people? Um, and then so they scale back. Um, I didn't really think about social media having this a similar thought process from the brand side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Um, if anyone has any questions for you and would like to get your insights, uh, how could they reach you? Yeah, I on LinkedIn, I'm pretty active. I respond to every you know LinkedIn message I get. Um, so feel free to shoot me a connection request. Just Jacob Shipley on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, happy to happy to chat. Always down to give advice and add value wherever I can. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks again to Jacob for coming on. If you want to continue the conversation, get access to the on conference at heroes of and be part of what we're building there. See you next time.